Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity, and relationships on Sin Nation. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Naughty Rude Show. You are here with Dana, myself, James, Ruby, and Holly. And we've got a hello, guys. Hello. Uh, We've got a jam packed show for you all today. But before we get into what we're going to be speaking about in our segments today, we'll introduce ourselves. I'm Dana. I'm cis, female-identifying, and I'm in a relationship. I'm Ruby. I am cis. I am female, and I am in a relationship. Hi, I'm James. I'm cis male, uh, heterosexual, single. Um, <laughs> I'm Holly. I'm a cis female. I would say I'm open. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have got a jam-packed show for you all, but for you all. But if you want to get involved in our conversation, you can DM us on Facebook. Search for the Naughty Rude Show. You can tweet us at Naughty Rude, or send us your anonymous questions via Tumblr, the forward slash ask and we will be throwing it out to the tumblr later on the show so hopefully get some juicy little nuggets there but and we've got uh we're going to be talking about vulnerability first up but we are going to be talking about uh some dating shows that are on the scene at the moment specifically bride and prejudice we'll be talking about sex and periods and taboos as well as i have a story for you all that i'll sprinkle in there later on (laughs) i haven't told haven't told you the story yet because I want to see your reactions live to it. So it's a bit of a situation that's happened on the weekend and I can't wait to hear what you guys think of it. But let's jump straight on in. We're going to throw to a song and we're going to come back and talk about vulnerability when you're in coming into a relationship. This is Girly Bits by Ali Barter. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show. I have a bit of a proposition for you. Mm. I would love your advice. I would love your thoughts. Uh, we let's chat vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Not vulnerability in uh, you know when you vulnerability when you've started a relationship and you're kind of hitting you're getting a good case of the feels because that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last season, we've kind of in real time seen the relationship that I'm in at the moment sort of develop, and um, I would say that I, I'm in a relationship now and I have caught those feelings, and it's fucking terrifying I'm not gonna lie because you think that something bad's gonna happen yeah well yeah. now yeah. I've I just wanted to like talk to you about uh, the fact that now I'm have admitted to being invested in this relationship now I have something to lose that's what I feel like so it's a big trust thing for me that I'm placing a lot of trust in this person obviously as you do when you're in a relationship but because I've my trust has been broken pretty badly in the past it's it's this difficult thing for me to remain open and just not absolutely head for the hills. So I'm trying to be as communicative and open as I possibly can. And I wanted us to discuss uh, maybe strategies that you can employ to overcome these uh, these nerves when it comes to vulnerability and really opening yourself up to a relationship. 
Because, yeah, a lot of people have these walls and then they just, like, don't let their walls come down and they just close themselves off, close themselves off to, like, any potential relationship. So it's good that, like, you've let your walls down, I guess. Yeah, and it's good you're aware of them too because a lot of people just walk around with their boulders high and they don't really even want to let them down. Yeah. It sounds like you found someone that you want to let in. Yes. But yeah, it also makes you very... Part. Yeah, that's yeah. the scary bit because now... It's out of my hands. You know, whatever happens next is... I have the potential to be hurt. So that's... Do you reckon that there are strategies that you can employ to be able to, um, I guess... Yeah, overcome these nerves and not really go running for the hills? Well, I think it maybe it's a good thing that you are nervous because I think nerves, uh, at least for me, means that something is important to you. And if you can be open, I mean, that's the better than the alternative, which is closing off. And and maybe it will be hard, but you know, if you've, you're in the in the right place and I don't have any strategies for you. But, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm in a counselling session. I quite like this. <laughs> I feel <chuffed>. like... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's important to remember not to punish the new person for the old person's mistakes. Yes. Because I feel like it's very easy to bring that baggage in, but it's a complete different circumstance, complete new person. It's like a fresh slate, which is in some ways scary because they're getting to know you all over again and all of that. But in some ways, it's a great opportunity to start again. And not only um, without the baggage of the past, but to correct maybe the mistakes and responsibility that you had played in some things I don't know like the situation from the past but at least that's how I look at it yeah that's a valid point Mm. very valid point but it is a what about the notion of um, I don't know I just don't feel like there's anything once you've hit this point you have the ability to get hurt so therefore even if you know I guess we close ourselves off to protect ourselves but Mm. I'm at the point where I haven't I've tried to stay as open as I can and now it's kind of out of my hands and I do you think that the guy that you're now with will be feeling a similar way to you like do you think that maybe he's had walls up as well because that could be like another strategy just like thinking that the other person may be in a similar position to you so very valid point Mm. (laughs) I'll take it on board back to the drawing board (laughs) (laughs) That's what I have to say, but that's my little tidbit about that because I, yeah, I just thought that maybe there's some people out there who are feeling the same thing. Have you been in a relationship where you have been scared to open up and maybe you've even shut down? If you want to let us know uh, on Tumblr, the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask, go to town because I was hoping that maybe some people listening out there have feeling are feeling the same way that I am feeling, so... I think one of the key Im- the important bits is to be communicative and honest, so hopefully I've been able to resonate with some of you guys out there. Have yeah. you, are you guys at, at that point in a relationship at the moment or had that recently? I haven't had that recently, but I remember like when I first started dating my boyfriend, I definitely had those like worries because that was my first serious relationship, so I didn't know... like how to feel or like what the proper protocol was like just because I I guess now looking back I probably did wear my heart on my sleeve a little bit too Mm. much I just like launched straight into it because I didn't have any previous experiences to go back on but I guess if this relationship 
like ends badly for whatever reason but I don't think it will but if it did I think I would definitely have like huge trust issues afterwards mm. and I'd definitely put up really big walls mm. so I don't know how I'd like overcome from that personally yeah I think for me I recently left a long-term yeah. relationship and I will admit that I feel like some of the hesitancy in not leaving was wow this is a great like he's a great guy he just wasn't a great guy for me or like someone but I knew I could trust him he was loyal and all of the above so it's like I think I was hesitant to leave that like how what if I don't find someone that I can trust like that again yeah do you know what I mean you enjoyed the Mm. security yeah I enjoyed the security and now I feel like um trying to relate to Dana where it's like I guess nervous when interacting with new people where it's like I don't know if you'll be able to meet the expectations that I've that have been set previous to you does that make sense yeah and then it does also take a while to jump back on the horse and start trusting people again yeah after you do get hurt Mm. They do say the first heartbreak is the worst, though. So, you know, all over and done with. The <laughs> first yeah. up from here. The first cut is the deepest. Oh. <laughs> I'm wounded. Oh, feels. Right <laughs> okay, well, yeah, if you have been in a relationship and you have uh, been scared to open up or you have a story that you want to tell us, you can let us know completely anonymously on thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. We are going to be throwing to a couple of tracks, but we're going to come up with um, our next segment will be one that we've named a weekly segment called James Splaining. Mm. So, James, do you want to give us a little insight as to what that will be about? Well, uh, there's a lot that I need explained to me. <laughs> and I'd be very grateful if you could help me with that. So, I'll be asking some questions, and yeah, and I'm looking forward to some some insights and it'll be a great chance for us all to get to know each other because this is our first of five shows together as a little crew so it's going to be a great five weeks welcome back to the naughty rude show on sin nation you're here with me holly dana ruby and james you just heard at the top there the less i know the better by team impala then actor aids by age by blue jeans <laughs> now we're going to jump to james who has a really exciting segment for us um called james spleening do you want to explain a little bit about that um, <laughs> the irony yeah. well the the thing about james spleening is um well it's basically my deal i'm very new to this whole uh, relationships thing um i had my first sort of sort of relationship uh november last year moved to melbourne um, haven't really done much and I don't really know anything. Oh. So um, <laughs> I just wanted to ask because um, I'm sort of, I feel getting into it now, I feel quite a lot more mature than say whether what people would have been like and what I observed when I was in school. So when did you, when did you all start dating? Dana? Um, great question, James. <laughs> uh, thank you. I couldn't even tell. Probably not really dating, but my first kiss was in year nine at okay. a high school. A little bit about me, okay. Yeah, first yeah. kiss was in okay. year nine at a musical after party. Mm. We had used to do musicals with, I went to all, all girls' school and we did musicals with an all guys' school. So oh, it was okay. like, oh boy, oh <laughs> contact. Um, and then I guess. I didn't really start dating until after high school, probably. Okay. So, and then I didn't have my first relationship till I was in uni. Right. So, okay. 
in that respect, it was quite, I guess, quite late because if some people maybe start dating and enter into relationships at high school, but it was a great timeline for me because that's when I started. I sort of came into my own after high school anyway, yeah. and I felt more uh, comfortable going on dates and with people that I didn't know very well or that right. kind of thing. You sound so. very happy with how your progression has gone. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. How about you, Ruby? Um, I would say mine's pretty similar to Dana. Like, I didn't really date during high school. I didn't have my first kiss until year 12 at a Halloween party. Oh. Ooh, what were you dressed as? I was dressed as a fairy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> and then, yeah, I didn't really probably start dating until after high school because I just didn't, like, have any care for it while I was in high school and then afterwards I just felt that I was more mature and that I was ready and I think that's the most important thing just like when you think you're personally ready then that's all that really matters mm-hmm. so yeah. well that's great um uh, I got a, a kind of follow-up question to this so I'll just ask Holly uh, what are you what is your history well, I wish it was more like Dana's and Ruby's, but it's not, <laughs> okay. guys. And I'm not trying to make myself sound bad. No, I no, probably no. started talking to guys realistically like year eight. For okay. me, I feel like looking back too young, at the time, I felt 30. I was yeah. like, I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is Sex in the City. I'm Carrie. Like, where's Mr. Big? Um, I probably started it properly when I was like 16. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I, what I kind of expected, although we are quite... All, most of us seem late bloomers, but what would you have said to yourself um, at 16? What, what would you now say to yourself at that age? Getting I feel getting like started? I was so naive about what men were thinking, funny enough. Okay. Like, I had a different agenda <laughs> to, like, their agenda. Like, yeah. I thought Netflix and chill was Netflix and chill. Okay. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was out of the game, and then I had to learn really quick. <laughs> right. What would you say to your younger self? Uh, James, I'd probably say that stop judging yourself based on what everybody else thinks of you and that kind of... Like, I got so self-conscious about my body image because, you know, I didn't have boobs till I was in year nine. So Mm. things like that that I was really focused on, no one gives a shit, really. So as long as you're comfortable with what stage you're at, then... it. Other people's opinions don't count. You, That's the, good you're speaking exactly my language, Dana. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I think. Yeah, I'd probably just say to my younger self that, like, your time will come. Like, just just be patient and it will all work out eventually. So. That's that's kind of what ended ended up happening to, happening to me, really. Um, so, earlier this year, uh, I, was, I was at a bar and suddenly I was talking to a woman. Which, just out of nowhere, I was just sitting in the wrong chair. She said, that's my chair. <laughs> and You got in her way. That was a great icebreaker. Yeah. I don't know how you could replicate that I mean, she started anywhere doing else. That again. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> sit, sit in people's chairs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you never know. But that, that's it. I, I, so that was at the age of 22. And before that, I had no uh, evidence to suggest that anything would like that would ever happen. But then I just waited for my time and then... It just sort of, you know, things started to happen a bit from there. And that brings me to the question, do, does anyone know what they're doing? 
No. I think that is a great <laughs> question. I think we can all solidly say, James, we've got no fucking idea what we're <laughs> no, doing. Right. No idea. Right. I currently am floundering around in a new relationship and I feel like I've had a relationship in the past, but I feel like every different situation is unique and every yeah. person is unique. So if you're going to enter into a new relationship with somebody who you haven't dated before their experiences their expectations are all different to what you've had in the past so okay no no idea no idea when you figure it all out let me know (laughs) okay because i thought i thought maybe i was the only one who had no idea what i was doing watching everyone else um do stuff as if they knew what they were doing and oh great don't we all put on facades too yeah i feel Mm. like even you can you might meet someone that's had you know 10 partners in the past and they still have no idea what the hell they're doing mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah every, every person's a new story too that's what I think I found like I feel like as soon as you think you figured out one person then you meet the next person and it's like what, you're nothing like person A right. like I'm so confused <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's interesting um, another question mm. uh, and this seems a bit bit basic bit uh, and this is very back to basics I feel this segment um, but how do you tell that someone likes you oh very great broad. question I suppose you just wait for them to tell you I don't know <laughs> see I would disagree I reckon you can tell it via body language yeah you can tell it you know if someone if I were to flirt with someone I would do the little things like you know, touch their arm when you're talking right. to but them. So many people play games these days. Yes. Like, it's hard to tell. Yeah, there we go, Holly. <laughs> there we go. There you go. I yeah. Know. yeah, no, I feel like especially two people have different little flirting and love languages. Like, to me, I would do what Dana was doing, like, mm. s- like simple touches and stuff. But now I've met a guy who is like that with everybody, but claims that he doesn't flirt with everybody. So I'm right. like, wait, but so that's not your love language? You're not affectionate? Yeah. Like, I'm so confused. We're all speaking different languages. Yeah, we all are. That's but hard. There is science behind that. I'm so glad that you brought up love, love languages, Holly, because I believe in them very strongly. I think that we all give and receive love in different ways. And if you're not, um, like, I love to be touched, even if mm. it's just him putting his hand on my leg while I'm driving or just just so that I know that he's there. Yeah. And if he he might be um you know super into giving love by giving all these gifts. And if I'm showered with gifts, I don't feel <laughs> loved. Like I will and if you don't communicate your same love languages like we give and receive in different yeah. ways. So if you don't connect with that person the way that they feel loved despite you thinking that you're giving them love, they're not going to feel it. Does that make sense? That's yeah. really good yeah. advice. So I think, I mean, go to do some research on love languages. I get a weekly email. I see. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's so fascinating. I think it's something that if you're really in touch with your emotions, it's something that you should definitely take on board into a new relationship. But even discuss that with a partner or someone you're dating when you start to feel comfortable. Yeah, like what can I do to show you that I like you and make you feel appreciated? Because like we just said, it's like it's different for everybody. Mm. Everyone has different expectations and wants. So you've got to communicate about it. Yeah. I think you have to let them know, like, I appreciate this. And then when they do it, it's like, oh, you were listening. That sounds really good. Really straightforward. Yeah. But people don't always like to, well, seem to like to communicate that much. Well, not not always. I mean, 
So if they don't if they don't tell you, you don't know what to expect. Or it, I've heard I've heard things about uh, managing expectations. Is that kind of what we're talking about? Mm. So you expect certain a certain uh, displays of affection or signs or communication itself, and you need to communicate that. I feel like you also can't um, expect someone to. That's what I'm learning very quickly. Yeah. You can't expect someone to know what you're thinking mm. because exactly. half the time I'm like, "Why the fuck is he doing that?" Like, <laughs> and then obviously he's doing that because he doesn't know that would upset me because I haven't communicated that. Right. So yeah. I'm the idiot here who's not communicating. So I think it's really important that you're open, you're honest, and communicative about the things that maybe upset you or turn you off or get you going or. Hmm these different notions so don't have expectations of them that are unrealistic yeah we're all human and that we sounds, all don't really know what we're doing sounds exactly. good. <laughs> I, mean, I think back it's, it's trying to bring it back to the original question how do you know if someone likes you um looking back i guess i think when you're with someone who's mature they will not leave you questioning right do you know what i mean bingo yeah good one love that when you're with someone that's worth being with they won't make it feel like a question. Mm-hmm. You'll just know straight okay. away. Yeah. yeah. They won't play games, so. Games. <laughs> Whole other topic. <laughs> I reckon we uh, throw to a song. Yep. James, do you have any more questions? Should we? I do have some more questions, but I can always save them for later. I've learned Next a lot week. already. Thank Great. you very much for James explaining to me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm very excited for this weekly segment that we're going to be having. Um, if you have any questions like James does for us, you can anonymously anonymously hit us up on the naughtyrucho.tumblr.com forward slash ask, which is super duper exciting. So you're not alone out there. We all have questions for each other about these things that we don't know about as we're going to be hearing more from James next week. It's time for the Naughty News. You are here with Dana, James, Holly and Ruby and we're going to be throwing to a bit of a TV show that is out at the moment in Oz. Which is not The Bachelor. (laughs) Yeah, surprise, surprise. (laughs) Bride and Prejudice. Yes. Has anyone seen the ads for this Bride and Prejudice show? I haven't, so give us a lowdown. What's it about? So basically the premise of the show is that um, there are a couple couples that want to marry but their family and friends are opposed to it for like a various reasons such as like race or they're against same-sex marriage or they have a cheating past just crazy stuff yeah like the family are want to stand in the way of this of happiness <laughs> of their of their child or their loved one's happiness so i feel like the show is really interesting it sucked me in last season because it's like the real housewives of melbourne meets the bachelor like, it's so much drama. I don't know. It's just crazy. Um, but my question to you all is, um, has a loved one ever had to wave the flag on your relationship? Or have you ever had to wave the flag on a loved one's relationship? And if so, why? Ooh. Hmm. It's, it's touchy, isn't it? I know, it is touchy. I mean, speaking from personal experience, I have a friend who her boyfriend continuously cheated on her for years and she would take him back take him back, take him back. No judgment if you're listening to this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it got to the point where I feel like her, like, she didn't even love herself anymore. Does that make sense? Like, she was so broken. She just, like, sacrificed who she was in a way. Yeah, I feel like she almost just, like, let him get away with so much that she felt like she was worth nothing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Um, so me and a girlfriend, I guess we were kind of speaking about how can we encourage her to leave him and then eventually they did break up. Did you have to stage an intervention? Did it get to like that point? No, or, I no? feel like we were just feeding her, pos- like we didn't do what the show is all about, like no, you can't be with him because we didn't want to create like a divide. Yeah. But I think we were trying to just to build her up, build her up, build her up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? To the point where right. she felt like I'm strong enough to leave him alone. Like, without anyone's... Because we didn't want her to feel like that we didn't like him, that if they stayed together, that um, she it wouldn't would be come awkward. to us anymore. Yeah. 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 I was in that situation, but I was your friend in this situation. I was on. Oh, I yeah. was in that relationship that was a bit of a toxic relationship, but I couldn't see what it was doing to me. And I think it's really important to have a really great support network around you so that people can come to you and say that they're... They can kind of look at it from a different perspective because I guess if you're in love or you're infatuated, yeah. your your vision's kind of a little bit blurry. So I was at the receiving end and they turned around to me and said, we want you to be able to come to me, come to us and like have like chat about it. Um, but it they would acknowledge like the bad things that he did to me so that it, they'd bring them up so that I was aware of them. Yeah. Like the... the way that he treated me wasn't very nice and that kind of thing so how did you feel when they brought it up to you did you feel attacked um yeah interesting you say that at the beginning I was just like no I can't talk to these people anymore Mm. and I would go into my own little burrow and deal with it by myself (laughs) (laughs) and so that was yeah Yeah. that's not good because that in itself is very toxic it's very self-destructive yeah so I feel like it's every best friend's worst nightmare too that like as soon as you come to them they back away it's like I was trying to help yeah yeah Mm. It's a tricky one. It's a touchy, touchy subject. But I think hindsight, now that I'm out of that relationship, yeah. um, partially because of m- my friends and starting to trust them and believe what they had to say, that I place in relationships that I have now, I place a lot higher value on what they say and their opinions of whoever I'm dating because of that experience of the, in the past that they've, they can see the things that I can't see and now I know that. Yeah, and I feel like in retrospect too, it probably showed you that they were like your true friends. They really had your back, and they would have you back again if need be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You got to have strength from your friends in in any area of your life. If you can, if your friends can give you strength, that must be a good thing. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. I think they're like they're like I guess our eyes on the ground. They'll be like younger <laughs> little spies trying to like weed out the nasty ones. Oh, they're great like that, aren't they? Yeah. Good friends will do that for you. Absolutely. Is this the premise of this show that people, um, I guess, can weed out these um, like people that they don't want their families to date or they break these relationships up? Like, How does it work? Yeah, like, so the family really don't want them to be together, but sometimes, I guess, to the viewer, it's justified. Like, they side with the family and other times they side with the couple. Does that make sense? Like, for instance, there's one... I've watched one where it was about, like, race. Do you know what I mean? And the family didn't want their daughter to procreate and marry with this certain race. So, I guess in that... Yeah, I know. So, in that instance, I feel like if your friend had come to you and said something ludicrous like that, then you'd kind of cut your friend off. Yeah. Or do you know, it's like a complete situation, completely different situation to the one we were speaking about. Um, But in other cases, it's like one that was on the ad was that her, the mum didn't want her daughter to date and marry the guy that had cheated on her. And he was continuously cheating Mm. on her and she was trying to break them up. 
it seems like that's going to be like direct, the direction that it like their their segment on the show is going. Would be an interesting application process, wouldn't it? Like, oh, you can apply if you're having like troubles in your relationship and your parents don't like it. Yeah. It's an interesting yeah. notion. Like, I wonder how much of it is actually staged. Mm. Yeah, but I wonder if the couple feels like. I'm so glad to put my family on blast. So then they yeah. can realise that everybody sees that they're in the wrong and everyone sees that how I'm seeing it. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, but then again, like, would those relationships with those family members if he ever heal? But I feel like the, that's the whole premise of the show. They're not going to heal if, they're gonna, if they don't come around to the relationship. Sounds a bit Judge Judy, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a bit like that. I don't know, it's a bit crazy. Because how much say should you give your family in your love life or your friends? So it's like a difficult line to cross. This is a great... I'm so glad you brought that up because I want to know how much... That is a very valid valid question. How much input should your friends have in your love life? Because what if someone gets involved... Like, To be honest, I think that your relationship is your business and unless it's harming you or other people around you, then it's nobody else's business to say who you should be with because people don't know how you feel about someone. People can't... Mm. um, They can't go inside you and feel those feelings for you. So why why should they have a say in how you feel about someone? If if you love them, they can't feel that for you. It's very hard because no one's a complete individual are they if you if you're part of a family and family is very important to you then they kind of do matter in a in a way and especially if they're going to be if there's going to be a marriage and you're going to be part of the family if yeah, someone's true. going to be part of another family would that be a complete turn off for you guys if uh your family d- if someone you were dating you brought them home and your family didn't get along with them I would yeah. probably say so because, yeah, I think my family know me better yeah. than anybody else. So, yeah, I trust mm-hmm. their input and their thoughts more than anything. I feel like my mum's like the apple of my eye. So if a <laughs> person came in and didn't respect my mum or my mum had like a bad vibe from them, mm. I feel like that would really, it would sit wrong with me mm. just because I feel like she's the queen of the universe and just like, yeah. treated as such. So Mums <laughs> always know that she yeah. yeah. I know. Funny enough, though, my dad, when I first brought my ex-boyfriend home, he said, he's nice, but he's not the one. And oh, I was like, straight off the bat. you don't know, Dad. You don't know. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, like, three years later, it's like, okay, so he's not the one. <laughs> dad, you're right. See, so after my that- first relationship, when we broke up, my dad turned around and said, oh, I always thought he was gay. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Dad. Dad, why didn't you tell me this earlier? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was like, poof. Obviously, he didn't get along with Dad whatsoever. Uh, well, that's never a good sign. No. <laughs> oh, I'm the same, though. If they don't get along with my family, like, that is, if they come home and they get along with your family, that's such a nice mm. moment because you're going to be spending so much time together and... Um, you know, in the future with your family, even just being around um, the family home and that kind of thing. So if they can hold their own in a conversation or they can, you know, you don't have to babysit them in when they're having chats with your family. I think that's just... I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love that. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show. 
have a bit of a story for you all that I'm going to be telling you. It's something that has never, ever happened to me before on this scale. So I'm very excited (laughs) to see your reactions. I haven't told you on purpose because I want to see your reaction live on air. But that's for next. We're going to be talking, um, we're going to be answering some Tumblr questions first up. Uh, You can hit us up on Tumblr if you have any questions, sex, relationship, um, if you have some advice for us, because we've been throwing questions out to you guys, you can hit us up on the thenaughtyridgeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. But I'm going to read out the first one. I want you guys to uh, answer it if you've got any advice. So question one, would you ever consider exploring a same-sex or opposite-sex relationship if you aren't straight? So, yeah, would you Would you guys? I feel like I'm not opposed to it. I feel like I definitely have, like, a, an appreciation for females, which is why sometimes, sometimes I say I'm straight, sometimes I don't. I feel like I don't know if I'm comfortable putting a label on it, like, as of yet, um, because I've never been with a woman, funny enough. But I'm not opposed to it. I think I would definitely enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think long-term, when I think about, like, a long-term partner, I'm probably more inclined to look for a male simply because, like, I would enjoy being pregnant, I think. Yeah. But obviously there's alternative ways to do that now, especially with modern technology. So I think it's more about the person, not, like, the genitals. Yeah. That's what I yeah. was thinking too. It's really about the person. I mean, you never know if you've found the right man for you. Yeah, I mean, you never know when the stars are going to align. So I feel like I'm not opposed to it. What about you, Dana? I completely agree with you guys that I think you fall in love with a person, not what they are physically. Mm. So I would say that I am straight, but I'm also like you, Holly, that I've never been with a woman, so I wouldn't... You know, maybe I'm missing out on this whole world out there. I know. You, <laughs> you think you know, maybe I need to do some market research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's similar for me because I'm straight and I've never been with a woman before. So I feel like if I were, I'd kind of need to take like baby steps first, like do maybe a threesome or something like that. Like just, yeah, yeah I think it would be too Good strategy. Yeah, mm-hmm. big of a shock, I guess, if I just went from like males to females for me personally. So. Do you feel like that is something, this is very personal, you don't have to answer if okay. you don't want to, but do you feel like this is, that a threesome would be something that your boyfriend is into? Oh yeah, 100%. oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Would you feel comfortable giving him a threesome? I would, yeah. I don't think I'd personally like, yeah, feel confident in the situation because I just like worry that like I'll be the third person that gets like ignored. I don't know. I feel like that's everybody's fear. Yeah, everybody's like worst nightmare. But yeah, I would like a hundred percent go for it one day. I don't think I'm yeah. just ready just yet. But yeah, it is something that I have considered and thought about. That's interesting. Looking forward to hearing stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What's the next question, Dana? Uh, the next question we have got is. I'm under 18 and I'm in year 11. School is coming down hard. Is it possible to have a social life and possibly create a sexual relationship at my age with all the stress and time taken? Thanks for all 
your help. Love the show. Oh, you're so welcome. So we love doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> I completely think that it's possible um, to have a relationship in year 11, but you just have to think that, what, you know, what are you ready for? I know that I, in year 11, I wasn't ready for it because I was so school-oriented mm. and so driven and not even, I guess, sexually ready to have a relationship. So for me, it wasn't the right thing, but if it's something that... Um, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a stress factor. A relationship isn't a burden. It's not meant to be yeah. a burden. It's meant mm. to be something that lifts you up. So if some, that's something that you can find time for, and maybe it drives your social life rather than takes yeah. time out of your life. It's sort of should be and yeah, rejuvenating. It could even help you like de-stress mm. as well. So yeah. that's another thing to consider. I, mean, I first got into a relationship with my boyfriend right before you twelve exams. So I feel like, I know. What was I thinking? How did that go? Um, so I said, we can be together, but I'm going to ignore you for three weeks <laughs> <laughs> while I study. But I feel like the right person will get on board with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think when the right person's there, the right person's there. Yeah. I yeah. don't think it's so based. Like, it's on time, like your timing. Do you know what I mean? You know when it's right, like in your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Time's a hard thing too in year 11, just to, just to sort out your life. And, and it's a crazy schedule. Now I look back yeah. now that I'm at uni, I'm like, how did I go to the same place five days a week from eight to three? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. does that sound crazy? I'm not ready for full-time work. I just need to stick to this yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Okay, question number three. My boyfriend suffers from some anxiety and depression and personally I feel like... I'm really bad at comforting and supporting him. Do you guys have any tips uh, for helping other people cope? That can be a hard one. Mm. I feel like um, it can be hard because you don't. sometimes you don't know what the other person wants from you and you can put that blame on yourself that they're in this state of mind. Do you know what I mean? But I think it's important for you to remember that it's not your fault that they're going through this and it's not... Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah. Because my boyfriend, like personally, he suffers from anxiety and depression, and it's like so hard to remember that it's not your responsibility, like all the time, to watch out for them and to like make sure that they're okay and stuff. Because it is like a massive burden to just feel all that weight, and like my mum always tells me that like you just sometimes you just need to let them be and just support them, but don't sacrifice yourself to like help them i guess absolutely and if you're you guys listening out there this is um quite heavy content so we do have a number for lifeline that is 13 11 14 and kids helpline is 1800 55 1800 as well as the oh yeah that'll do us just fine (laughs) but how do you find um ruby that it's quite taxing on you as well yeah. Do you feel like you can become maybe stuck if if you feel like you said that you feel like sometimes you have to remember it's not your responsibility. Mm. But that must be hard because you want to be able to pick them up and you want to be yeah. able to make them feel better. Do you feel that it affects your mood or your relationship yeah. with you because of that? Like I don't want to say that it's contagious, but sometimes when they're in a down mood, it makes you feel down as well because yeah. it's like nothing that you do will make them feel better, I guess. Yeah. So it is quite difficult. Do you have, well, just to answer this question, do you have any strategies that you employ to be able to help pick him up? 
I think just like remaining calm and not yelling at them when they get like all upset and not telling them to like be such a baby and that like it's all going to be okay and they're having like a fit over nothing you just need to be supportive and yeah what goes on in their mind you don't 100% know so just Mm. be calm be supportive and yeah definitely don't yell at them or argue with them sounds like a good rule for any relationship with any person you never know what's going on in people's heads you've got to be understanding yeah yeah and I feel like being someone that has kind of struggled with mental health I feel like one of my biggest fears in a relationship is that I will be a burden to somebody else or my issues will be Mm. their problem and I feel like it's comforting if they're like uh, like more of a trampoline do you know what I mean not so much of like they don't say that it's weighing... No, I don't know how to say it. I don't want to be weighing on somebody else. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it can be really hurtful to hear that. I feel like you have to be really careful with your words when you're speaking to someone with mental health issues. Yeah, because it is a very sensitive topic and sensitive issue. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve to be loved or you don't deserve to be in a relationship if you're going through... Oh, tough, completely. Tough no things. way. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I feel like that's why sometimes, though, it can be kind of easier to be with someone who's maybe gone through it and come out the other side. Yeah. So they have kind of like that shared experience. Well, if you guys do great, great answers, I think. I think that we've answered them quite thoroughly. If you guys do have any questions out there that, that you want us to answer before the end of the show, the link is the Naughty Rude Show com forward slash ask. We're going to throw to a track, but after this track, guys, I have this story that I need to tell you. Wait. It is something that has happened to me this weekend and it's never, ever happened to me before and I reckon it just might shock you just as much as it did me. <laughs> You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show. Now we're going to kick it off with Dana, who she's finally going to tell us the story she hasn't been telling us all episode. Okay, so I have a bit of a story, something that's happened to me just yesterday, so it's quite fresh, and I'm pretty excited to... It's like nothing that's ever happened to me before. So yesterday I was at a uh, a 21st, a family friend's... Well, one of my best mate's uh, brother's 21sts, and... I'm going to call, I've just changed the names, but I'm going to call her brother Matt and my friend is called Jess. And so it was Matt's 21st and we all rock up, it was party shirt themed, we're getting in the groove and as people start to arrive, they filter through the house saying hello, meeting a lot of new people and I look across the room and there's an older lady and I recognise her face. You know when you see someone you can't quite place where you know them from but you know you know them from somewhere that. and it shouldn't be this situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, she was sort of like my grandma's age, I guess. I'm going to call her Rose. So I went up to Rose and I had a chat to her and um, found out that Rose was um, one of my best my best friend, Jess's grandmother. And I finally, it finally fell into place how I know Rose. Yeah. So Rose is I met for the first time at my grandpa's funeral. So completely removed from this friend. This friend has never met my grandpa, so I don't understand how, why Rose is at this party. And it turns out that Rose is the grandmother of Jess and Matt. Yep. 
and Rose is the cousin of my grandpa. So, my grandpa, I'm going to call Hugh, if that, yeah. you know. So, Hugh and Rose are cousins by bloodline, meaning that Jess, Matt and I are by blood related. Oh, and God. about six months ago, no. I went over to... No. Yeah. At six no. months ago, I went over to um, <laughs> Jess's place and us, all us girls were having like a wine night and a cheese night, chilling out. Her brother came home quite drunk and was hitting on me and went in for a cheeky pash and I politely declined. Oh, thank you. And I tell you what, hindsight's a great thing. Um so, you know, nothing ever happened there, but I just found out that I am blood-related to one of my best friends. So that was... That's cool. ...a bit of a funny story, and it was... I hate to use the phrase because it kind of brings up Game of Thrones mm. overtones, <laughs> but, like, near-accidental incest. So we worked Ooh. it out. We're maybe, like, fourth cousins. I don't really understand the twice-removed or whatever that is, but her... Get this, so it's... Her grandma and my grandpa are cousins, meaning that their grandparents are brother and sister. Oh, that's yeah. That's when you when you put it that way, blood it related. Seem yeah, it's as not that far, far removed. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, or please let us know on Tumblr, the Naughty Rude Show dot the Naughty Rude Show dot dot com forward slash ask. <laughs> Do you guys? Who did you who did you not realize that you were related to? Oh. It could be I don't know if anybody out there has stories of celebrities or um another situation like this because if you think about um I know in my lifetime I've had quite a few sexual encounters. Oh my god. I hate to think about the fact, you know that whole 6 degrees of separation thing? Yes. Yeah. You know, there, there might be connections there, especially, you know, we've all grown up in Melbourne or wherever. Did um, you all grow up in Melbourne? We've all grown up in Melbourne. Okay, because I'm from Tasmania. Oh, here heard, we go. We've heard things about Tasmania. I think from in a small town, you just got to be really careful on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the that's that the took going me a second to what you were saying. <laughs> Do you have to like upload a family tree <laughs> to Tinder? That's probably a good recommendation. <laughs> so is Tasmania actually it's like not that bad. the it's not that bad, but stereotype suggests. <laughs> but yeah, Melbourne you have a lot more room to manoeuvre. Pardon the pun. You can you can get away from people that yeah, the pool's, pool's a lot bigger, which is good. I, I mean, I'm not speaking from any experience at all, but... <laughs> Just a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Tassie's great. You should, you should get down and enjoy it. It's, it's really nice. Little and plug there. You have nice to well. sprinkle that in I got end. a plug. I got a plug where I came from. So I just thought that was a great story because if you think about it, there could have been so many encounters that we've all had that you would hate to think. It almost happened to you. I know, so close, nearly, didn't. But, oh, I gave him shtick last night for it. I was like, well, this is when you went in for that pash. You are so welcome that I said thank you, but no no, thank you. You have good judgment. I must have known. There must have been something in me of like, you know, my my blood could feel his blood. That sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> to be honest, the whole story's a bit weird. So Keep blood out of it. 
Well, speaking of blood, the next segment's going to be about period sex. <laughs> oh, Holly! I had to throw it out there. Holly! It out. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> love it. Love it. But right now, we're going to kick it off um, to a song. This is Because I Love You by... Montage? Montaigne. Montaigne. I can't say these names anymore. Another amazing, <laughs> strong female artist from Australia. Perfect. Here Fantastic. we go. This is the Naughty Root Show on, on Nation. I'm James. I'm here with Dana, Holly and Ruby. And we're talking about sex on your period. Yes. So first of all, I would like to start off with a little anecdote. So, oh. no, it's... <laughs> It's actually not that bad. It's just, yeah. Also, I don't think we should make those noises because I think... I don't think like, it's gross. I have period sex most periods. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> anecdote first. Okay. So I had just gotten my period, but I was supposed to meet this guy for sex. And it was like the first time that we'd met up to have sex. So I put a tampon in because I just like wanted it to soak up the blood, I guess. Mm -hmm. But then I got in the car and it was nighttime and I was like on my way. And then I realized that I forgot to take out the tampon and like we weren't meeting at his house. We were meeting like somewhere else, like, yeah, in a more public place. Mm. So while I was driving, I had to pull out my tampon (laughs) and I just... Threw it out the window. <laughs> no. <laughs> Confession 101. Just this is where I thought it was the out the window. You started this story with this. You started with this. I think. <laughs> well, because, like, what, yeah. else, was, what <laughs> else would I have done? Like, I just, yeah. Well, where did you throw it out? Just out the window. Like, like well, we're talking driving. like freeway, splat on the window of someone's car. Just like driving along just a normal street. It was night time. Just yeah. wound down the window, just threw First it. First of all, I'd like to say we do not condone this behaviour. <laughs> no, because littering, yeah, littering is bad. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're a lost I'm, you're you're lost I'm actually words. in shock. The <laughs> fact that you, like, had to take it out in the car, that is, like, we've all been in situations that it's like, yeah. oh, shit, I've got myself in a bit of a pickle here, and you sort of deal with it in real time. Yeah. But... I just panicked. Me, I didn't know what to do. bit is, like, what, like <laughs> oh, no, I won't wrap it up in a tissue and, like, put it, you know, in the glove box to get later. Because I've been at, like, guys' houses and they don't have a bin in the toilet and that yeah. really gets my goat because it's, like, 50% of the population cannot safely use this bathroom <laughs> when they're on their period. Like, yeah. So... Um, I've just, you know, you wrap it up in a tissue and you've had to put it back in my handbag, which is so fun. I know, you have but, to do it, though. But you've got to do what you've got to do, because, like, yeah. where are you going to put it? Oh, and then sometimes embarrassing, like, oh, you're going to the kitchen. Oh, where's your bin? Oh, why do you want the bin? Don't ask me why I want the bin. <laughs> Don't ever <laughs> ask someone why they want the bin. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I feel like... Are you asking us a question here, Ruby? Do you need counselling on this? I know. I just, what happened next? I just wanted to see all your reactions of like. Well, I feel like it got a bigger story, bigger reaction than my incest stories. <laughs> but yeah, like I did. No, I did want to ask in this segment: Have you ever had sex on your period? Like, is it a regular thing that you do? I've never done it, but I'd totally be down for it because I, when I'm on my period, I am horny as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holly, you were saying that you have? Yeah. No, I do. I feel like um, it's never... I never even think about it. Yeah. Does that sound crazy? Just like I wouldn't like let oral sex happen. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? For obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, no, I feel like when it was towards the end, I took my chances a couple times. Mm. Where I'm like, ah, oh, what are the chances of it coming out right now? And took the chance. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever had a guy notice? I tell them first. Okay. So I'm like, hey, well, I was with my boyfriend. So I'm like, at the start, it was like, hey, my period. Then after that, it was like, if, if you get there and there's a period, surprise. Because <laughs> 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 you liked it that one time. So, uh, surprise. <laughs> well, I feel like as a female, like one quarter of the time you're with me, I'm going to be on my period. So what I have to mm. do, not have sex one quarter of the time, we're together? Yeah, that's, that's like, a gross stat. Yeah. We should definitely... I I, yeah, I think that people, like, that there are taboos about having sex in your period, but I don't think there should be. Yeah. I'm Just gonna, go about it creatively. Have sex in the shower or put down a towel, you know? Like, know. Oh, yeah, big deal. This claim, put down a towel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the amount of time. I've ruined some really expensive sheets doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I've ruined guys' sheets and then, like, never seen them again. So I just, like, haven't said oh. anything. <laughs> I'll remember the towel. <laughs> Yes, good life fact. Period yes. sex, always be by your tail. Yes, and there are actually surprisingly a lot of benefits with period sex as well. So you get relief from cramps, you get oh. Oh short up periods as well because the muscle contractions during an orgasm push out the uterine contents faster, which could result in shorter periods. And you have an increased sex drive, so your libido changes. Mm-hmm. It is a natural lubrication as well, and it might relieve your headache. So there are a lot of benefits. Let's all just do it all the time then. I'm, I'm telling exactly. you, so you many benefits. Exactly. You should try it. James, would you be comfortable having sex with a girl that's on her period? Uh, yeah, sure. I think that would be fine. Well, like, I don't know the exact logistics or anything like that. But, but it's not a complete turn I'm not off weird. I'm not you. weird about it. I mean, you guys have got to know that it happens. The yeah. periods are a thing. I mean, sometimes it's easy to forget that it's, that it's even a thing, but you, you can't be forgetting that. Oh, it's dude, it's not, I feel it's like not hard for us to be. Yeah. No. <laughs> See, it's not fair. It's not fair. I feel like the only main difference, I feel like as a woman, is mm-hmm. instead of like the contents being clear down there, it's red. Like, in the sexual experience. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. I don't know what the big deal is. Mm. It's body fluids either way. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well said. Yeah. Well put. Thank you. That's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's throw to a track. This one here is Cigarette by Alibada. But after this, we're going to be talking sex etiquette. So, sex etiquette, I'm going to call that. <laughs> Our next segment is sex etiquette. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Is that a banana in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? And now we're going to throw to Holly, who's going to tell us about sex etiquette. All right, so first I'm going to start with a traumatic story that happened to a friend of mine. Um, I feel like we're just trading traumatic stories today. Yeah. <laughs> Dana's incest story, the Ruby's tampon story. Yeah. Um, tell me if you think this story is worse. So a friend of mine um, walked into his sister's room today and found her on a porn website. Ooh. I know. I feel like this is everyone's worst nightmare. Like, it doesn't get worse than this. So, clearly, he didn't knock first. No, I know. He's rude. He's <laughs> he always <laughs> knock. <laughs> Step one, always knock. <laughs> Step two, wait for them to respond. <laughs> I feel like, especially as someone who, I mean, assuming the situation goes both ways, whereas 
they're both sexual people. Mm-hmm. Um, as a sexual person, I feel like you would have the etiquette to knock, like, if you're doing the same thing sometimes yourself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hello. But anyway, <laughs> I guess this opens, though, a bigger question as to where does the duty of care lie? When you're living with other people, you're both sexual beings, masturbating and having sex and doing what else you do, mm-hmm. even if you just want to be private, like, whose responsibility is it to kind of go out of their way to avoid running into something they don't want to see or covering up something they don't want to see? It's hard because by the time you figure that out, it's kind of too late. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got a story under your belt. <laughs> you don't want to sit someone down and figure this out. That's, that's awkward. Maybe that would be the best thing to do, but... Uh. Are there any techniques that you kind of use to kind of cover up your behaviour? <laughs> Headphones would be a good one. If it's you taking undertaking the act alone. Oh, I, I if know you're what watching you're porn or yeah. something okay. like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Rather than, you know, volume Vol- on full blast. Timing's <laughs> important. Slap timing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's important. Because, like, I feel like ideally you want no one to be home. But as was spoken about behind the scenes, <laughs> sometimes yeah. you think no one's home and someone pops up <laughs> <laughs> halfway through the day or the session. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah, that's happened to me before. Like, I've been having sex and then my mom's come, like, home, but I'm, like, halfway through and, like, then she just is right outside my door. And it's <gasps> like, do you keep going? Like, what do you... Yeah. What, what did you do? We, like, kept going, but it was really awkward because we both knew that, like, mum probably knew what we were doing, but, like, we didn't speak about it, but it's just the <laughs> fact that, like... Might be a bit of a yeah. turn-off as well. That's like, yeah, I was exactly. Just, like, rushing it, trying to finish. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I feel like how do you bring up that conversation, especially if it's a brother or sister, mm. when you're like, I need you to keep it down? I can... <laughs> I can hear things I don't need to hear. That sounds hard because I'm living out of home and it's easier that way because we all know that we're just young people and young people do young people things, but it's your family. That's a whole different thing. Do ha- mm. Have you had conversations with your flatmates or do you have like strategies in place, mm. like a sock on the door situation? <laughs> uh, I was... Uh, I had a really sexual housemate and we just <laughs> understood <laughs> each other. I just understood him very well. I did, we, we just, I, I, was, I guess I was lucky in my specific situation that I just knew the deal. But as a, what were do you, you mean? a courteous spectator in the sense like... Courteous did you know, spectator. Did you, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. did you <laughs> watch? <laughs> in the sense that like, you know, like, oh, you know, he's brought someone home. I'm going to put my headphones in. Or do you feel like it's his responsibility to kind of go out of his way to be quiet? Uh, yeah, a bit of both. I, I, I heard a lot but didn't listen a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's a good important. way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> didn't actively put a cup against the wall. <laughs> See but don't look. Hear but don't listen. That was, that's just my rule. <laughs> avoid, avoid, avoid. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. I guess with housemates it's different because it's, you're all, you're right, you young people living under the same roof. Yeah. But I feel like approaching it with a family member is, yeah. look, I'm a very like open sort of person. So if I you generally speak my mind, so I'll be like, you know, just next time you do that, 
I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and that's you a do very good conversation do. to have once you've had it. You'll feel so relieved. Where the, if the longer you put it off, then the worse it can be. Mm. Probably. Yeah. In my situation, I... Well, my parents are divorced, so I stay at two different houses. But at one of my houses, the parents' room is above my room. And I, I guess now that I'm having this conversation, I'm only just having, like, horror thoughts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was safe. But now that I'm thinking about it, I can hear every time they pee. Like, I can hear, like... <laughs> so now I'm, like, thinking, hang on. If it's, tr- like, if it's a thin wall above. Yeah. I think you call <laughs> that the a sound roof. Go both- <laughs> yeah, maybe Does the, the sound ceiling. go there we go. both ways? <laughs> I don't know. This is true. But also, traumatic. if they're on the, if they're in the room above you, I feel like the floor might creak or whatever. What? Whereas, <laughs> like, creak. Um, how do I explain this? It's a <laughs> oh, great visual in my head, but like, so like if, like with the bed, like yeah, the bed yeah. creaks okay. and it makes yeah, the like floor creak. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But then if you're got, have activity going on in your bedroom, your floor isn't connected okay. to theirs. This is comforting. This is getting comforting. I'm safe. Yeah. I'm out of the zone. So you're saying that you prefer to hear them than them hear you? Hell yeah. Do you not think the same? No. You'd rather them hear you? I don't want to hear any of that business. Like, I live in a separate part of the house. No. It's it's above. I thought I was safe. Now I'm not. (laughs) I'd have to agree with you, Holly. Like, I'd rather hear them than have them hear me. I, know. I, I don't want yeah. my parents yeah. ever thinking I have sex. I'm a virgin. I'm Virgin Mary. <laughs> when I have a child, it just... It was immaculate conception. It was immaculate conception. I can't believe No, I'd have to disagree. That's crazy. Because then I can't, like, unhear those things from my parents. Well, Whereas ever- I don't care if they can't unhear them from me. <laughs> <laughs> they cre- created me and the sexual being that I am so they can deal with it. <laughs> Have you ever walked in on someone that you live with? Yeah. Who? And you it was, me asking. It was <laughs> my brother and um, we both pretended like it never happened. And I did the three-stage theory. Knocked. <laughs> he answered. But I didn't. Now what I do, Why I say... And then I said, can I come? I should have said, can I come in? But he answered. I was Did like, you say, well, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's but yes, like, come in. Did, so, I don't know. We've had a communication yeah, like, issue and it's never been spoken of. We both oh. acknowledge the fact that it never happened, ever. I feel well, the like. Fault was on his. Yeah, if yeah. he didn't want you to come in, he would have just yelled out, go away. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I'm yes. busy. Not yes, not yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that blows my mind. Yes. Yeah. But no. also, it's like, oh, like, to me, like, I'm sure he freaked out, but to me, it's not a big deal. Like, I, like, I don't want to see that, obviously, and I didn't see anything, but it's, like, we're all adults living under the same roof, and they've, my brothers have been in relationships, I've been in relationships, we all know what actually goes mm. on, why is it? Why is it a secret? Well, I don't want to see it, but it's not. It's, yeah. I don't think it should be a taboo topic. I agree with that. I don't think it should be taboo. But the same, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to oh, know Oh, completely. About it. <laughs> but if you happen to hear it or something, then it's like, well, 
Good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's, I don't know. Uh, 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 we're not on the same page. Okay, this. okay. <laughs> That's what makes this show Make so, so rich. Exactly. I always <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too many hand gestures in the in the studio. I always learn so much from you, Dana. Yeah, likewise <laughs> from you guys. I actually yeah. learned a lot about myself on this show. <laughs> it's like a two-hour counselling session once a week. It really is. Yeah, don't need a psychologist. Just come to the Naughty Rude Show studio. <laughs> and we have had a jam-packed show, but unfortunately, this is where it comes to a close. Thanks so much for having me, Dana and Ruby and Holly. This has been a very fantastic experience and... And I'm sad it's coming to an end. We're pretty much done. We've got nothing else to say for this week. But uh, as always, you can catch up on the podcast. We'll be back next Sunday from 8 to 10. Um, yeah, catch up on the podcast. We're on iTunes, sin.org.au, your favorite app store. And the Tumblr's open all week. We're looking forward to hearing more questions. I'll have more questions next week. <laughs> and if you're inspired to ask questions, figure figure some stuff out then please please tweet us or get on the tumblr uh at naughty rude on twitter facebook search for the naughty rude show we're all across it thank you so much we're back next sunday i can't wait i cannot wait thank you very much it's been a great show and like james said you can catch up on your local streaming app we have had conversations about incest Period sex. Yes. We have had sex etiquette, porn stories. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get get into this season with you guys for the first ten, uh, first five eps. So I have learned so much. It's going to You're be learn so much together. A great season. It's going to be a great bonding experience. It I is. think as well. Yeah. I feel like we are. It's a very therapeutic process. I feel like I talk to more people on the airwaves then you know i tell them more about myself than i tell my friends 100 so. if you want yeah. to know something about me post it on tumblr <laughs> i'll pretty much just tell you <laughs> thanks so much for listening as well you guys are and everyone listening you make this a very special experience absolutely this has been the naughty root show on sin nation so 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 scandalous